Hello and welcome to Spartan Spirits Leadership, where we take a close look at your leaders and just how well they are looking after Western society's best interests. I'm your host, Bill Karolakis. I'm a retired senior Air Force officer. And today we're going to look at what U.S. President Biden has to say about legalization of marijuana. As always, my aim is to focus on Western values of democracy, individual rights, and most of all, a nation-first perspective, because they are the foundation of Western societies, and I think they're worth fighting for. The reason we're talking about legalizing marijuana is that I'm about to fly to Canada. And, of course, Canada legalized marijuana a few years ago. And I'm not really sure what to expect, so the issue today is legalization of marijuana. Now, if you're a representative of your fellow citizens, you're probably in favor of legalizing marijuana. Here are some statistics regarding popular views. In Canada and the United States, about 70 to 80% of people believe marijuana should be legal. In Europe, that figure is about 55% across countries like Norway, Spain, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom, and it's about 50% in Australia. There are some Western countries that buck this trend, though. For example, in Ireland and Sweden, the majority of people are against decriminalization. And all those percentages have been rising year on year for over the past 10 years, some less so than others. But in those countries where the numbers are pretty high, the statistics have been rising quite steeply. Interestingly, there was not a similar rise in support for legalization of other drugs like heroin or cocaine. One of the key findings for these sorts of polls is that for the proponents for legalization of marijuana, about half of the respondents were not in favor of homegrown models, and they preferred a regulated model. And it's been suggested that those respondents with that view are okay with personal use if the industry is regulated. In other words, they don't really want it in their backyards. Now that we know what people in Western nations think... Let's look at how marijuana affects the body, and then we'll look at some pros and cons of legalizing marijuana. So marijuana comes from the dried flowers of cannabis sativa. It can be consumed as smoke, through a vaporizer, as a drink, say tea, or as an edible. The main mind-altering chemical in marijuana, which is responsible for most of the intoxicating effects that people seek, is delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol, which is abbreviated as THC. The cannabis plant also contains more than 500 other chemicals, including about 100 compounds that are chemically related to THC and are called cannabinoids. THC alters the functioning of the brain in a few ways. Firstly, it affects areas that enable a person to form new memories and shift focus thus causing impaired thinking and interferes with a person's ability to learn and perform complicated tasks. THC also disrupts areas that regulate balance, posture, coordination, and reaction time. On the positive side for users, THC activates the brain's reward system for pleasurable behaviors such as sex and eating. In large doses, THC can produce hallucinations. Given the reward sensations that come from consuming THC, many people find it pleasurable to smoke dope. Because of its effects, marijuana is considered a psychoactive drug. Due to the perception of the effects it had on people, 
Most nations around the world criminalized its use in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Since the 2000s, there has been a trend to decriminalize marijuana, but that view is not accepted by all nations. So now let's look at the argument for and against legalization. And we'll start with the arguments for legalization. Personal use is one of them. Some people argue that based on our Western societal view of individual rights, people should be able to use marijuana. Quite often, these arguments are made in the context of limiting the amount to personal use quantities only. The next reason given is medical use. Although initially considered to be non-therapeutic back in, say, the late 1800s or early 1900s, in the last 10 to 20 years, research is showing that most people who consume marijuana for medicinal reasons find it to be useful in managing their conditions, often associated with pain. And so marijuana is already legal in many countries for treating certain medical conditions. Another reason given for legalizing marijuana is so that governments can regulate the trade of marijuana. Legalization could allow for government's regulation which could include safeguards such as age restrictions, advertising bans, and strict licensing controls. And of course, if it's regulated, it can be taxed, thereby raising revenue, which is of course also good for society. For example, legislation of recreational use of cannabis in Canada and some U.S. states has resulted in a booming industry worth about $2.5 billion in Canada and $18 billion in the U.S., resulting in substantial tax revenues. And there's another argument for regulation, one which was given in Germany, which by the way is close to legalizing marijuana, and that's that regulation will push back the black market for marijuana. And one of the ministers in the German government in late 2023 said, quote, the less of the black market there is, the lower the risk that our children will be brought into consumption through the black market, end quote. Another reason given for legalization is public opinion. Many argue that since a significant portion of the public supports legalization, governments should therefore give people what they want. Pretty simple argument. And the last major argument for legalizing marijuana is the criminal justice system and the impacts that the current laws have on the criminal justice system. In some countries, the courts deal with a significant number of marijuana cases, and the argument is that the punishment doesn't fit the crime, and that marijuana use could simply be decriminalized, but remain illegal, so that the punishment becomes a fine rather than a criminal court case. This would have secondary benefits for the court systems, and indeed, in Canada, marijuana-related court cases dropped by about 80% after they legalized marijuana. It's interesting, though, that it wasn't dropped down to zero. There's still 20% of the cases that remained on the books, and I'll talk more about that shortly. Additionally, in some countries, minorities tend to be targeted by law enforcement, and they often use marijuana laws to gain convictions against those minorities. And this was particularly true in the U.S., where blacks have a much higher conviction rate for illegal possession of marijuana compared to whites. So that ends the shopping list of reasons for legalizing marijuana. Let's look at some of the reasons against it. The first one is increased use. Some people worry that legalizing marijuana could lead to a proliferation of marijuana, thereby leading to increased usage rates. Of course, this argument only has merit if there's a negative associated with using marijuana, and I'll get onto that shortly. I will point out 
that studies in Canada and the U.S., and one published in the highly prestigious Journal of American Medical Association, or JAMA, indicate that legalizing marijuana leads to a very minor increase in marijuana use amongst teenagers and 20-year-olds. In other words, this fear is apparently not well justified in the North American setting. Secondly, some people believe that marijuana is a gateway drug. What does that mean? The gateway drug hypothesis is that if you start using one drug, it will lead you to use worse drugs or drugs that have worse negative health effects. But the gateway drug hypothesis has been largely discounted through research. The third point against legalization is safety. Some people cite increased traffic accidents and workplace incidents involving employees who are under the influence of marijuana. And that research is showing that there have been increases across the board wherever marijuana has been legalized. For example, a study of postal workers in Colorado showed workplace incidents rose from 6% to 20% the year after legalization. And those employees who screened positive for marijuana use had 55% more industrial accidents, 85% more injuries, and 75% more absenteeism rates than those who didn't have marijuana in their system. All right, let's move on to the elephant in the room, and that's public health. Some people have concerns that marijuana use will impact on personal and public health. And what I'll do now is I'm going to read you some points that came out of the Australian Medical Association in November 2023, and it was a submission they made to the government and it was about the negative effects of marijuana use, and they wrote this because there's a bill in the Australian Parliament to legalize marijuana. Here we go. They start off by saying that the absolute risk of harms associated with cannabis is actually low for those who use cannabis occasionally, and they are likely to be unaffected. However, there are short- and long-term mental and physical impacts related to using cannabis, which can vary depending on the individual's mood and weight and their method of administration and the quantities used. People can experience immediate impacts to health, such as reduced brain function, anxiety or panic attacks, paranoia or memory loss. Some cannabis users are more likely to develop psychosis or schizophrenia, more so than the average person who doesn't use it. Physical impacts can include impaired reaction time, loss of balance, and reduced information processing. Cannabis can also be addictive and cause withdrawal symptoms. And long-term use can impair brain function. It can damage a person's throat and lungs if they're smoking it, and cause bronchitis or cancer, or cause cardiovascular system damage, and mental health conditions such as depression. Furthermore, using cannabis while pregnant is associated with lower birth weights in babies, which is not a good thing. There is some evidence to indicate that marijuana lowers the immune system's ability to combat viruses. Hey, isn't that important now in the world of COVID? And don't forget HIV is still around. A recent systematic review found an increase in acute cannabis poisoning post-legalization in the U.S., Canada, and Thailand. And they went on to say, because cannabis can contribute to impaired reaction times and brain function, its use can increase the risk of road traffic accidents, as we mentioned earlier. And for example, in Canada, they saw an increase in cannabis-impaired driving incidents post-legalization. No surprise there. Moving on from what the Australian Medical Association had to say, 
There was a U.S. government website saying that marijuana use can cause permanent IQ loss of as much as eight points when people start to use it at a young age. More worrying is that those IQ points don't come back even after quitting marijuana use. That site went on to say from a social perspective, some studies show that using marijuana can affect performance and how well people do in life. Those people are more likely to have relationship problems, worse educational outcomes, lower career achievement, and reduced life satisfaction. And of course, there's the addiction factor. About 1 in 10 people who use marijuana will become addicted. And for those that start using marijuana before the age of 18, that rate of addiction actually is 1 in 6. So, we just went through a huge shopping list of public and personal health issues related to using marijuana. To summarize, a team of doctors from the U.S.'s National Library of Medicine put together a really good summary, and it's this, quote, Empirical and clinical studies reviewed clearly demonstrate pathological effects of cannabis smoking on physical and especially mental health, as well as its interference with social and occupational functioning, end quote. And that kind of grips up everything I just said. But we do need to recognize that having adjoint in and of itself is not catastrophic, but it's the repeated use and long-term heavy use that's problematical. And I should add that we need to recognize something here in our society. If you compare marijuana use to alcohol use, you might find very similar results. I'm not saying it's the same, but alcohol use also has long-term negative public health issues associated with its use. Now that we understand what marijuana is, what's public perception of legalizing marijuana is, and what the effects of marijuana are, let's have a quick look at national trends in legalizing marijuana. As of mid-2023, there are actually less than 10 countries that have totally decriminalized it. Canada, Switzerland, and Mexico are notable nations in the West that have done so. Most other Western nations, though, have some sort of mixed laws, for example, allowing small personal quantities for personal use, or allowing medicinal use, or having some restrictions of some sort. The U.S. is a great example of this. As of November 2023, 24 states have decriminalized it, and the rest are split between those that allow medicinal use and those that have kept it entirely illegal. And if you look at Africa or Asia, most countries on those continents still rate marijuana as an illegal drug, full stop. So the question we have for those many Western nations that are sitting on the fence regarding legalization of marijuana is this. Should they follow Canada's example? or should they remain concerned about decriminalizing marijuana? And we can rephrase that question very simply. Are individual rights more important than the negative societal impact that marijuana has? So let's look at what Biden had to say about it, and then we'll compare that to other Western leaders. But just before I do that, a little reminder for you, Joe Biden was elected as the U.S. president in late 2020, and will face election again in late 2024, Thus, the policies he rolls out now are reflective of what you can expect if he's elected again. So let's look what Biden's stance on marijuana is. And this comes largely from an October 2022 statement, which is published on the White House website. And these are a series of points. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Criminal records for marijuana possession have imposed needless barriers to employment, housing, and educational opportunities. 
While whites and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people have been arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionate rates. And Biden held true to his word, and he pardoned simple federal marijuana possession convictions nationwide. He flagged his intention to reclassify marijuana under the Controlled Substances Act, because right now it's in the same schedule as heroin and LSD. But Biden did not go so far as to regulate it through decriminalization. And he specifically said that there needed to be limits on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales. So basically, Biden is saying marijuana use is bad for society, but we're overreacting when we call it criminal behavior. So I looked for statements by other Western leaders, and here's what I found. Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, made no public comment. Although, before he became the Prime Minister, he hinted that he might be in favor of legalization. But since then, he simply reiterated his party stance of being tough on drugs. France's Macron has allowed for some medicinal trials, but he is remaining steadfast on being anti-decriminalization. Finland and Sweden are both remaining resolute, and they still list marijuana as a hard drug, and it's illegal other than for some medicinal cases. Germany, on the other hand, was set to decriminalize it in 2023, but that's been delayed and may yet happen in 2024. In an October 2023 statement from the Australian Attorney General, the Australian federal government clearly stated it has no intention to legalize marijuana because of health concerns, but it did acknowledge that each Australian state can make rulings about use within their jurisdiction. And this is much the same as Biden is doing in the US, although Australia has not gone so far as to pardon people with records for marijuana possession. In summary, Western leaders are struggling with this issue. And the only Western leader's statement I could easily find about taking a stand one way or the other that was remotely clear-cut was Joe Biden's. So, like it or not, Biden needs to be commended for taking a public stand. Now, before I make any comments on what's best for the West with regards to legalizing marijuana use, I'll add in what the International Narcotics Control Board of the United Nations says. And their annual 2022 report explicitly addressed the reasons that many countries gave for legalizing marijuana. And those three reasons were reducing criminal activities, as we talked about, trying to reduce the burden on the criminal courts and making it more of a minor offense than a major offense, increasing public health and safety, and tax revenue. And they said the following, In all jurisdictions where cannabis has been legalized, data shows that cannabis-related health problems have increased. End quote. The Narcotics Control Board also pointed out that between the year 2000 and 2018, quote, global medical admissions related to cannabis dependence and withdrawal increased eightfold. Admissions for cannabis-related psychotic disorders have quadrupled worldwide, end quote. UN reporting also questioned the rationale given by many countries for legalizing marijuana, which is to reduce the number of people ending up in the courts on drug charges and to regulate the industry. The UN cited that in Canada, about half the marijuana being purchased is still illegally acquired, and thus outside regulation and outside tax revenue and still requires policing. 
And of course, with increased use, that actually represents more than half of the pre-legalization rates, although I can't be sure of that. And of course, the evidence is clear. Marijuana use has harmful effects on humans. And as I said, in small doses, not so much different to alcohol, which is regulated and used legally by anyone of age. And so we do have this bit of a conundrum in Western society. So where does that leave you? Well, you have to decide what's best for the West regarding legalization of marijuana. And I'm not talking about medicinal use here. Rather, I'm talking about your view of how leaders are dealing with legalization of recreational use of marijuana. Western leaders are having a tough time because you're balancing individual rights versus what's good for society. How will you balance the Western value of individual rights to use what is effectively a minor drug, much like alcohol, versus the societal impact marijuana use will and does have? The evidence is clear. Widespread decriminalization of marijuana will have an overall negative effect on Western society. Other than getting high, there are simply no upsides to recreational use. It's all downsides. Is widespread use of marijuana and the negative effects it has on the brain and health a justifiable cost so that people can have a toke? That is for you to answer the next time when it comes to your next election. When that time comes, have a look at the various party policies on the matter. Then consider how you feel about ready access to marijuana for yourself, maybe your kids, or your grandkids. And remember, if you've got grandkids, marijuana use in a legalized system is not the same as marijuana use when you were a teenager. It's going to be more readily available. And some of those grandkids are going to end up with long-term negative health effects. And I'd say you should also consider how it weakens Western society, because it clearly does. The final word I'll make is, I support Biden's perspective. I don't think it should be legal to use marijuana, but making it a criminal offense is probably too strict. And as for my personal views, I don't use marijuana, and I've got zero intention of doing so, because I, for one, don't like what it does to cognitive functioning. Nor do I want to smell it on the streets as I walk in public. So we have a few regulation issues to consider in that respect too, much like smoking cigarettes. But then again, who am I to say anything about damaging the body for recreational purposes? I play ice hockey. That's a wrap for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone and give the podcast a rating. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.